Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Welcome back to Why Though. We are so looking forward to spending a little bit of time with you today. How is everybody out there doing? How's your mama doing? How's your cousin doing? How your daddy and them? <laughs> Do y'all ever talk like that? That's a very Southern thing to say. Your daddy and them. Have you ever heard that, Tiffany? No. What? Mm-hmm. Speak English. What are you saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's daddy and them. But you say, how your mama doing? How your cousin doing? How your daddy and them? You never heard that? And my grandma also likes to say, when she greets you, well, she greeted you, she passed away. But when she used to greet you, she'd say, hey, how you? Like the art, the, how are you didn't make it, just uh. how you. So anyway, how y'all doing out there? We are thinking about you. <laughs> this is not an easy time to be a human. It is not an no. easy time to be alive. It is not an easy time to be in community, which is exactly what we want to talk to you guys about again today. Last week, I feel like we were really hitting on something that's really important. And I've had a lot of conversations, and Tiffany and I have had several conversations together just about what we've lost in this season yeah. when it comes to community and connection and a sense of worship. And um, I remember a few times this year, I've said, I just don't feel tethered to anything because I'm not participating in my faith community in a way that means me showing up and lifting my hands in worship next to people or dropping my kids off at, you know, um, at the at the kids uh, church and, you know, just not able to engage with others in a spiritual way. And then there's so many things that I love sitting down with people for a meal and, you know, actually touching one another and being together and and sitting close. And I've been able to do that with a couple of people in the recent weeks, but it still feels like such a loss. And we are all trying to find our way forward in community. And so this new imagining of what restoration and community looks like is important for us because we've got to think the long game. What if, you know, we have, we've already, we're already seeing major resurgences in the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean for us in the future? And if our kids don't go back to school in the fall, for those of us who have them, or if we're unable to engage a single people, with others you know how do we start spreading our circles a little wider what would it look like for us to just sort of like pick our family like hey during coronavirus these are the five people I'm going to spend time with and they're going to be my family because I just don't think we're created for this type of isolation so we wanted to talk about that how can we reimagine what it looks like to do this digital online world and work and purpose and at the same time how do we cultivate like some actual touch and some actual people and some actual meals together because it's necessary for our survival like it truly is. Um, also, wouldn't you say, you know, everybody fighting about these masks, whether they need to wear them. We're seeing the, the Trader Joe shoppers pulling down displays because they don't want to wear a mask. We're seeing, you know, just uh, uh, we're seeing white supremacy at work with how we're treating our black brothers and sisters and what we need to uproot and tear down. Yeah. And this goes back to what Ashley's saying of just this idea of like we so crave communal connection we so crave just our people and we we just you realize how much we're built for it so when you see a a a disregard for the gen pop when we refuse to wear a mask and and if you obviously if we have issues where we can't totally get that but the idea of not willing to protect others 
not willing to care yeah. for others in a practical way. Or when you yeah. think of the Black Lives Matter movement, this is about caring for others, protecting yeah. others, ensuring safety and love and dignity and beauty and wholeness in community. Yeah. And it, it, the very thing we need is what we're seeing um, really play at a fever pitch. Wouldn't you agree? This just like, mm-hmm. no, this is... If we could just go back to what we need, which is each other. Right. Each totally. other. Let that be our compass. Let yes. that be our compass. Yes. I really love what you're saying. I was looking at this um, meme the other day, and it was basically talking about how whoever decided to market the masks to Americans did it wrong. Like, they basically should have said, this mask protects you. You mm. need the mask. If you don't wear the mask, instead of them saying, this mask is for, you know, other people's protection and to make sure we're keeping people safe. And because people are very concerned here about themselves. And it's been interesting to sort of watch... <clears throat> some of the global news uh, and their take on America, you know, as everybody else is sort of dipping way down with their viruses and everything is scaling way down and they're able Mm -hmm. to keep them down. Um, You know, but here in America, they're just back up on the rise like crazy. And it's been interesting to look at some of the global news and see their take, like just they're absolutely baffled at what's happening here in America and, and how we're responding to one another. And while I love this wonderful democracy that we have built. I mean, I think, gosh, wow, how wonderful to be to be in a democracy, a free country. And even though, you know, not everybody's free in a lot of ways here in America, and we've seen that to be true over the last couple months of, of beautiful, loud and proud activism. But at the same time, like we really are so self-centered. And a friend of my, a friend of mine and I were talking about, you know, um, privilege and what that really means. And she's like, sometimes that word feels too light for me. She's like, because it doesn't really describe what is really happening when a person will not look at another person's life and will not Mm. sort of have enough empathy to insert themselves. And I'm like, you know what, you're right. And so we just went back and forth on a couple of words and finally landed on selfishness because I'm like, that's actually what it is. It's like, it's very selfish of me to not consider anyone else's life. And it's very selfish of me to not consider anybody else's context or to assume that either everybody has mine or everybody should have mine because mine's the best. And I think so often that's what happens here. And you know what, that's also amazing major disruptor for community is selfishness. And it is one of those things that when you are, you are unwilling to bend your way. And when you are unwilling to bend your will, then I think that you really end up in relationships that are not deep, thriving, healthy, growing, because in a real relationship, there's compromise and you have to learn how to adjust to one another. And there's a lot of learning. Like in a relationship, the best friendships, the best relationships are places where you can learn. It's like, I'm trying to learn about you. What do you love? What do you like? What makes you feel loved? What helps you respond well to life and to relationship? What questions do I need to ask you? Like I think about this in all my relationships. Some people are verbal processors. Some people are internal processors. Some people love gifts. Other people love for you to just send a, you know, a call or a, um, a text message or something funny to be able to relate to them. Like I have a few friends that I can't say like, hey, how are you doing? Because it shuts them down. <laughs> so I know mm-hmm. I need to like start with a hilarious gif or send a funny <laughs> voicemail or tell them a great story before they're ready to really like open up. And so I think we all spend this time learning one another and not being selfish. And that's how we have beautiful relationships. Relationships. And so it's been very sad for me to see that people have really hunkered down and wanted to pre- protect their own life or protect their own way of life at the expense of other people. But again, I think the root of that is selfishness, and it really has impacted our relationships. Oh, that's so well said, Ashley. I think adding to that, 
real relationships require learning. Right. You know? And it's, I'm going to learn about you even if you're different from me. I'm not going to demean or degrade you because you're not like me. I'm going yes. to sit and hear your story and I'm going to validate your story. Yes. yes. I, I, that it just, when we think we know what other people are feeling, when we assume, when we stereotype people, when yeah. we decide, oh, they're this way because of this, when we don't really know. Right. We don't know. Right. But like you said, individualism over everything. Yep. It's over that collective care. And if yeah. we, as believers, and you know what? I, I know the majority of people who listen to this love and follow Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Mm-hmm. And so we we mm-hmm. are calling on you. We we can lead this charge. Like this yes. is on us. You know. Yes. Uh, Chance the rapper, I think I brought this up a few weeks ago actually, but he posted on Twitter like I'm talking to all my believer believing friends right now. He's like as believers, is this not our job? Is this mm-hmm. not our job to dismantle white supremacy? Is this not right. our job to lead the charge on racial, racial right. reconciliation? And I'm just like, say it, Chancellor, say it. <laughs> Tell us what's up. Uh, because I, I, I believe that's true. So when you think about caring for the other, whether it's our black brothers and sisters, whether it's someone who's immunocompromised, whether it's someone who's yeah. just plain old different than you, the idea yep. that you belong to them and they belong to you and the idea that it's your honor and privilege to care for right. them and Come for them on. to care for you. Um, yes. And I love that you took privilege down to selfishness. And we, I mean, and Ashley's explained this to us in the past. Privilege is fixed. You know, pr- yep. when we talk about white privilege, that's fixed. You have something. Right. And um, I believe it was, you can you can remind our good listeners, what is it? Um, white privilege explained from a broke white woman or something like that? Yes. That? How to explain um, white privilege. No, how to explain privilege to a broke white person by Gina Cokeran Crossley. Yes. Oh, gosh. I, I read the article and it was just so, so, so yes. good. Um, but this idea that when you can't recognize that and when you just decide, you know what, this is about me and how I live and what I need and yeah. my personal liberties, yep. selfishness, man, selfishness. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And Tiffany and I have both been in the Book of Common Prayer. Um, she's using an app and I'm using the one that uh, Shane Claiborne rewrote. So it basically only has like three prayers that you pray every single day and then some scriptures you can go through in the morning. And I picked this back up again because honestly, my spiritual life was feeling a little dry. And that's part of me reimagining what does community look like for me in this season, especially spiritual mm. community, because, you know, I, I enjoy being live in worship. You know, I didn't grow up with computers. I didn't have my first cell phone until I was like 18 years old. So for me, technology, I'm kind of in the middle, like I'm on the top, tail end of the millennials. So I love technology but it's also like I didn't have it growing up so my spiritual experiences didn't include that it is very hard for me to watch a screen I do it every week because I want to be with my church family but at the same time I just it's not the best way for me to connect with God so I picked up the book of common prayer again and this week I was reading Ezekiel 34 and that's always been one of my favorite passages of scripture because in the beginning of Ezekiel 34 it basically talks to the shepherds of the earth <laughs> and God is talking to the shepherds and he is telling them basically like hey you're not doing the thing that you're supposed to be doing in fact you are profiting off of their labor you are um, exploiting them you are hurting them you're not feeding them you're not caring for them and then at the end of that um, that particular part of the passage he said god says but i will destroy those who are fat and powerful i will feed them yes i will feed them with justice and so this sort of like idea that you know spiritual leadership exists to care and to tend and you know for the 
Peter talks about this in the New Testament. It's, it exists for us to be able to love and care and not to rule over, but to come under and adore and take care of and serve. But then it goes into something I'd really never noticed before, because it does talk about Jesus being our good shepherd and why he's our good shepherd and how beautiful that is. And I just love it. It helped me understand really like what is a good shepherd. And it helped me personally understand some of the ways that I had been wounded by bad shepherds. Um, and again, nobody in leadership is perfect, but still, it, it really was a formative passage of scripture for me. But then it goes into the flock, and God talks directly to the flock and to the community of believers. And he talks about how he's going to separate the, separate the sheep from the goats. And he talks about those who are in the same pasture who are pushing out people and who are not allowing them to fully participate, who are not allowing them to fully be fed, who are not allowing them to be fully treated well. And he talks about how he's going to separate them and, and set a new person over them to love them. And I love this. It says, for you fat sheep pushed and butted and crowded my sick and hungry flock until you scattered them to the distant lands. So I will rescue my flock and they will no longer be abused. And it really stood out to me as I'm wow. watching what's happening here in our country, as I'm watching wow. what's happening in the church, as I'm watching people eat each other alive online and Christians not even acting like Christians, you know? And as I'm watching that, I'm like, God, wow, you have something to say to us about this. You're not just upset with corrupt shepherds. You're upset with the, with the sheep who won't love each other. <laughs> you're upset wow. with the sheep who won't tend to one another. And you're upset with the sheep who are content to just lay in a field and eat, happy as they ever were, even if that means somebody else in their same field <clears throat> is in pain and needs to be tended wow. and needs to be loved and needs to be led to be able to eat to be cared for, to be tended to. And it just reminded me that that's the world we're living in right now. And as believers, we have this personal responsibility to reimagine community right now. And part of that looks like, you know what? I've got everything I need. So Lord, who needs something? <laughs> who in this yeah. flock, who in this community of believers would be in need? Who is single and maybe has not had a hug since February? Who has had no physical touch from anyone since the, the top of the year, God? Is there something I could do that would bless them, Lord? Is there a meal I need to send? Is there something I need to drop off? God, should I buy them a weighted blanket? Like how oh, can I yeah. love them? Like what yeah. would help them feel cared for? Lord, is there somebody who's never been in this spot in their marriage before and has never spent this much time with their spouse before God and really struggling? Is there anything I could offer them? Is there any way I can love them? Lord, is there a single parent with no childcare? Can I do anything for that family, God? And I just think it is time for us to not just be content and lay in our field and eat some grass and wait till the quarantine's over, but to really be very considerate about the whole community and go, God, what can I do? <laughs> you brought me here purposefully, and I want to be on the side of the sheep. I do not want to be on the side of the goats when you come to separate us. So God, show me, am I being loving to the whole flock, God, or am I only being loving to the people who are like me? Yeah. I think that, uh, first of all, that was one of the most profound things I feel like I've ever received from you, so thank mm. you. Um, that was definitely a holy moment for me, and I know for probably thousands of you listening, um, that really spoke to you. That was really a word for you today. And I hope this is a word that you share with your friends and you're not friends. Those are the ones that you're blocking <laughs> on the Facebook. You can send them this episode so they can listen to Ashley speak to them tenderly and, and preach them down all at the same time. Um, wow, I'm just so moved by that. I just, I'm, uh, whew. thank you for that. I just want to say thank you as, as, a minister to me and a minister to everyone listening. That was really, that was a very holy moment and so necessary. Hmm. 
Yeah, so I think, you know, all of us are trying to figure out a way forward. And what does this mean for us? And I'm hoping that even though if you look at the news, or maybe you connect with some people who are in your world, or maybe if you've gotten in a Facebook fight recently, which I totally did. <laughs> yes, you As did, a girl. grown woman. Yes, you I mean, did. I'm talking a grown woman out here fighting on Facebook. I mean, this is so humiliating, y'all. I mean, I am almost 40 years old. I was humiliated. I never do this. In fact, I don't even fool with the Facebook. So I had to like really be like, Ashley, what is wrong with you? But anyway, maybe you've had a fight on Facebook lately. And you're like, you know what? I don't even like Christians. Like this is, I am one, but I don't like y'all and I don't want nothing to do with y'all. Can I pause you there? Because you handled it with such grace. I would be like, block, block, block. I'd have a block party, right? A block party. (laughs) Meanwhile, Pastor Abercrombie over here decided to gently say, you know what, I I see that, but here's where I'm coming from. And, um, you know, I can't, I can't, I, I'm, I'm full of love and humor and wit and all of these things. I'm a whole person. And just, she just humanized, you humanized yourself. And I, I saw your response mm. and I was like, you, who are you? We could, you need to teach a master class on Facebook de-escalation because it was so good. <laughs> Thank Those you. masterclass people are going to call you, sis, because that was some good stuff right there. <laughs> Thank you so much. Don't worry, people. I'll link in the show notes. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. But yes, y'all, I think it is really time for us to say, you know what, I'm not going to come out of this quarantine and I'm not going to come out of this global and national unrest the same way I went in. And I'm not going to come out more bitter and more critical and more hateful of the beloved community of Christ. I am going to come out of this more generous and more loving and more full of light. And God, would you use this time that could be me becoming more selfish to make me more generous? God, would you use this time where I'm isolated in my parenting, where I'm isolated in my marriage, where I'm isolated and without so many of the friendships that make me tick, that make me thrive, that make me come alive, God, would you still use this time to draw me near and to help me understand who you are in this world? And would you help me, God, not to make an idol of the church or not to make an idol of anything else, but to look to you to be the standard for my generosity, for my love, for my care, for the way I use my words, for the way I respond to others. God, would you help me? And so I think all of us have that opportunity right now. Like Tiffany just said, it's on us. You know, We get to decide who we want to be when this is over. And we get to decide how we're going to love and lead through this and how we're going to respond to people and, you know, how we're going to handle the challenges that are in front of us, because this is not forever. So we have to handle it beautifully and messy, of course, and with frustration and all the big feelings that come with being in a freaking global quarantine and dealing with our collective trauma and grief. But also, you guys, like we can actually become better. The beloved community of Christ is alive on the earth and it is not dead. It is alive and it is thriving because we're in it. And so can we show people another way? Because it is the way of Jesus, okay? And we don't have our little two hours on Sunday mornings anymore, right? Like (laughs) we have real time with God and real opportunity to grow. Two hours? What? Where do you go to church this two hours? (laughs) Oh, my God. I love you, Tiffany. She's like an hour 15 max, y'all, okay? No, 65 minutes. 65 minutes. (laughs) Oh, my God. I haven't been to a church that went for 65 minutes in years. Wow. Okay. I want to close with this. You know, we we've been joking that 2020 is a dumpster fire, which Mm -hmm. it is, Mm y'all. We've there's the collective Mm -hmm. loss and the things that are being literally on fire. But I also dare to say how cheesy this may be. 
It may just be our refiner's fire. Yeah, come on. It may just be where we burn it all down until only the goodness and the gold and the gratitude and the generosity remains. Let this be the time to burn down white supremacy. Let this be the time to refine us and burn within us that which is not of the Lord, that which is not of the Spirit, that which is not of the Spirit. And then just thinking, as you go forth, okay, what does generosity look like? What does love look like? What does care look like? I just think, go back to Galatians 5. What is the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Look at that. Is that what we are displaying on the Facebooks, on the Twitters, on the Instagrams, on the TikToks? Which TikTok? I don't even know. You guys are too old for this. I don't know. (laughs) I say that. I'll probably join next week. Who knows? But I I just... I let this time be to build awareness yeah build awareness because awareness leads to action leads to greater empathy yes empathy empathy and community so desperately needed and we we can be the change y'all we can be the change we want to see in the world so thank you gandhi for that quote thank you jesus (laughs) for our the love of our lives (laughs) and we love y'all we're here for you we're walking with you and also I know it's July. I know so many of us are like, it's July. Is it even summer? You know, my heart's in February. My body's in July. What's happening? We have some big announcements coming in the next week. So do not miss an episode of Why Though. And I mean like big, y'all. Like we we taking this to the next level. So stay tuned. I ain't going to tell you what it is, but you stick around because the best is yet to come. I mean it. We love you. Bye-bye. Hey listeners, remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit tiffanybloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit ashabercrombie.org. See you next week.